name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I'm not complaining here. I'm just saying I'm not complaining. I have a great studio. It's it's not fancy. You've seen it in the videos. Um, it's a basement, but it's my basement. Um, but in all seriousness, it's great. I got my own space down here. I'm not so I'm not complaining. However, there's no insulation, and I'm not cold, but I can hear everything above. So my kids, when they're talking or rolling on their roller chairs, it's happening right right above me. That's the my only my only otherwise this would be perfect someday my dream uh, my biggest dream is to insulate the ceiling of this uh studio that's my biggest dream like world peace distant second hi everybody uh i signed this is the important for me this is a, an announcement that that means a lot to me i i um as of this morning of this date I signed a publishing contract for my new next book, which I'm very excited uh, is in the works now, which is good. It's called Six Truths. I can announce that now. There's a subtitle, Six Truths, and then another title. I'm not going to announce that yet. I will say that apparently only I think the subtitle is funny because I've told some close friends and family and I grin when I say the subtitle and so they kind of go, oh, I think this is supposed to be funny. And so they sort of politely chuckle, total courtesy laugh, because apparently this is my life where 94% of the things I say that I think are funny, other people don't. However, my maturity level, still low, by the way, is at a place where I still go, I'm going forward with it. I'm because it because it's enough for me if I go. I think that's funny. Then I go, I just go with it, and my audience continues to shrink. So it's cause and effect. I it's not. I, I I know exactly what's happening. It's not like I'm confused. I know exactly what's happening. Mm. Anyways, um, I'm very excited that it's happening, and I'm by by in the works. I mean, my other times, my other books, I would sign the deal and then write the book, and I'd have a deadline. This time, I didn't even shop the book at all not the proposal i finished the book first then put the proposal then i was like kind of going out with and not getting responses from most you know what it's like i was thinking this is a good analogy but it's not a great analogy but it's a good analogy when i my first year of, of the race i direct the mendocino coast 50k a world record holder came and did it and it wasn't because it was a marquee race it was because one of my sponsors was ultra shoes and they said two weeks before the race, hey, we have one of our, our guys coming up there to like to have a little ultra tent. Is that cool? I said, of course, you're a sponsor. That's the freaking idea. Then they were like, can he run it if he wants? I was like, of course. And I didn't know who he was. His name Zach Bitter. And and so I said, sure. Yeah, he can run it. Uh, great. And not knowing. And he, at the time, was a world record. He's even set another one recently, and he kind of hit a little bit more mainstream. I, I'm assuming that his guesting on my podcast was the launching of his career like in t in the big leagues that's what happens approaching the natural was a very very significant launching uh place for for for, for celebs anyways on that podcast where we were chatting we had a nice talk if you can go back on all those episodes are still up by the way of the old show but you know i, I was talking about because i'm a mid 
a mid to back of the packer runner like i'm not a never was an elite front of the group runner just never was don't no don't care really i just that's not my thing but we talked about that because he goes you know in many ways it's harder for the back of the packers because they're out for so long like he finished my race in three hours and 50 minutes but there was people coming in you know up to nine hours um so like somebody's out for nine hours versus somebody out for three hours and 50 minutes now he's running super fast you know he crossed the finish line by the way and just hey great 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 race sid that was awesome goes tromping off over to the set the ultra tent off like he had never like he like he had just gotten up and just went to the bathroom and went was going to the coffee maker like it was like nothing i've never seen anything like it uh, in person i was like god that is freaking impressive anyways i sort of feel like i'm a i'm a mid to back of the packer in life in a way and that's not a bad thing i'm just saying i've never hit a place where like a third book okay i'll be able to easily i'm sure publishers will get back to my emails because i have two books published like of course they're going to respond they may not like the book but they're going to get right back to me no just struggling just out out on the trails for longer than anyone else but i like i have fun and I get to talk to other people on the trails. I'm still, I'm just dragging this metaphor right into the weeds. Okay, anyways. Mm. So more on that book coming up. But the book, it's, it's you know, and it's not done. It's in its fourth draft. So now the contract sign, it's, it's slated for a spring 2021 release. Okay, spring release. Which if my race is happening, could coincide with all that together, which would be really fun. Um, if anybody listening to this runs my race, I can. they will not let me apply for 2021 yet. State Parks is like, we're not even accepting applications. I was like, damn, you guys are, you guys are like state parks and stuff. The prevalence, well, I'll, I'll throw a thank you in real quick. Thank you to Patreoners. Patreoners, uh, still hanging tough. Thank you. And it's kind of an old, I call them Patreoners because the whole patron thing, whatever. But it is like a patron thing. It's kind of cool. Like, remember patron of the arts? Like, you know, you weren't buying anybody's painting, but you were like a patron of the art. You can do that now. It's kind of cool. Not, you don't have to do it for me. But if you do it, it's, it's send a few bucks to some podcaster or some vlogger. It's just, it's like, be a patron. Ideally, it's to me. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I got to insulate my roof. Okay. I got needs. Uh, the small steppers launch is imminent. And if you haven't checked out the six-part video series, do that. It's in the show notes. I'm not doing a freaking announcement. Okay, I'm done. I've done that already. But it the early bird list grew like a like a mofo, and so it's exciting because I think it'll be a big thing, and I'm very excited about. It. Uh, so there's my thanks, and for to people who review, gracias. The prevalence of fear. Now, here's I want to talk about today. So the title of this episode is Slick Rick and the Stretch. Okay, now it was not just. You know, it wasn't just my favorite band of 1991. It's also relevant to this podcast episode. So I'm going to tie all this in. I'm going to start with talking about fear. And um, it's, I think, because of the, if you're not in the U.S., then you may or may not know about this. I noticed that people who are not in the U.S. know more about the U.S. than I do. I, in general, people from you know, Norway. Oh yeah, I read the thing that the family. Oh really? Shit! What happened? Can you tell me? Give me a give me a breakdown of that article because I didn't read it. I was too busy watching, uh, you know, YouTube videos about nothing relevant. Um. Yeah, anyway, so uh, the Democratic National uh, Convention, the Republican, it's all happening. But it just brings up again this 
the prevalence of fear in our culture. It is got to be, and I'm not, there's no, I'm not citing a study right now because I don't have one in my back pocket. I'm guessing it's an, it's a, it's an educated guess. It's a educated guess that fear is the number one best marketing tool, period. End of story. If you can scare the shit out of somebody, you got them. And it's, it's the single most effective, effective marketing. It, I, it just has to be if, this is a big if, by the way, if you don't have an ethical center. That's the only, that's the only hitch. If you don't give a crap about right and wrong, if you scare the shit out of somebody, you can hook them. And that's what politicians do. They create, and it's sort of like uh, Nike back in the, in the 19th. You can read about this in uh, the book Born to Run. It's a great, great book if you haven't read it. But anyway, Nike sort of created the need, said, you know, you guys should really be running on lifted cushioned shoes with high heels. You guys know that, right? Oh, well, also, by the way, we have that shoe, Gatorade. Oh, you guys need to be drinking sport drink. You know that, right? Because it's really bad for you if you don't. Like you're going to die if you don't. Oh, by the way, we have a drink here. You might as well buy it. We've got it. We've got the thing. That's that's how this is. You create, and, and sometimes there's real things to be afraid of. I'm just saying it's usually overblown or framed in such a way to elicit a fear response, which is that basic protective thing in us. I did an episode a while back called human versus lizard. That's what I was talking about. We have this lizard brain that is about the boots on the ground survival stuff. And, and oftentimes, you know, in, especially in the nutrition world, this like fear of a drop of oil, it's, you know, it, it, it seeps into our consciousness, but the, but the reaction of us to have fear around that when we listen to somebody talk about oil and it scares the shit out of us and we don't have that context and we will be afraid to have a single drop of oil, the, the battle then begins between the rational side of us and that baseline fear and it's not like i told a client one time i was like that voice that you're hearing that's afraid of the drop of oil is protecting you you just don't need it anymore but it's there to it's there because it's a survival mechanism but that's what makes marketing in this fashion so 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 effective is because it's appealing to the survival to compete it's 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 appealing to that very base like okay i gotta get this done before anything else i have to stop people who don't look like me from coming in and invading my space and hurting my family that it's like they appeal to that level and among other things too and by the way it's bull on both sides it's just it's it's so effective and it, and so during times of elections and there couldn't be a more divisive one happening right now in the u.s if you're not here you already know that I just found out. Um, it's just ramped. I mean, the, the amount of fear, if you don't, if you're kind of busy like we are and reading news, you might not have, and I find this myself where I'm not, I don't, I, I get a little perspective and I go, ah, they freaking did it. But in the moment I get wrapped up in it and then I back out and go, oh, they're playing that game again. But that's so hard to kind of, that's why I'm so about moments of awareness during the day because we can then see through this bullshit. And that's essentially what it is. Like, how do we have the ability to see through bullshit? How keen is our bullshit detector? Because if it's if it's if it's not turned on very well because we're super busy, we can get swept up in that stuff easy. And then we're making gut reactions instead of 
rational decisions and then therefore now we can see the freaking extremes having a, you know huge voices in our culture the extreme left and the extreme right same two sides of the same coin by the way mm. i haven't talked about coffee in a couple episodes so this one's a good one done i'm kind of mellowed out the roast not quite as dark but dark i'm not saying that i'm not saying that don't no nasty emails okay it's dark roast through and through just not super dark super dark okay so slick rick this was my fear and again i want to be clear about this there's no the small steppers thing it's like it's happening it's there's no sell here but i wanted to share my experience because so many so much of my work is about stretching when somebody is taking on a new thing and maybe they hire me to coach them or maybe they don't but whenever you take on it it's a stretch okay slick rick in the stretch this is what i'm talking about here the the stretches you're 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 getting out of your comfort zone and this by the way this is completely relevant to the to the thing of fear we it's so easy um for us like the easiest to choose familiar over useful or helpful it, it's 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 why essentially diets don't work is because they are unfamiliar and we don't stick with it long enough for them to become familiar so we will go to i'm gonna go back to this thing because it was i knew it i freaking knew it i knew it and then we're good but it always makes me come back to the question that i've revisited a thousand times and, and will and it may be my number one best question to ask myself and clients is this working for me is this working for me because even if it's familiar and it's we know it and we're comfortable with it and it's a it's a great it's a it's a in a weird way it's a grounding why because it it's safe because it does appeal to that we we consciously or unconsciously weigh the safe comfort of what we know even if it's not working for us over something that is unfamiliar that if we stuck with it long enough would work way better we will go back to what we know we will literally stick with what we know and and even if it doesn't work for over we'll, we'll choose that every time not every time but we'll choose that over venturing into the unfamiliar because it's unfamiliar because it's uncharted territory. And this is, a, this is, by the way, a recurring test. This isn't about one thing like I did it, I stretched, and now I'm good. I'm good. It's constant in our lives. It's constant because at the end of the day, here's what we do know about stress. A little stress is fantastic. A little stress is necessary. Evolution to evolve, to continue growing, to allow your body and mind to adapt and grow and evolve means stress. It means it every time. And so when you are constantly, well, let's put it this way. If you want to live a better life than the one you're living, it's there's going to be a stretch. There's going to be a stretch. There's going to be a push out of the familiar, out of the familiar. And maybe your life is exactly where you want to be right now. But if that's true, you better be effing honest to know for sure. You, you better honestly answer that question. Is this working for me? So the reason why I called this slick Rick is because, and again, there's no sell here. So you guys, if you know me, you know me. Okay. I'm not going to justify this because you know, I'm not the guy who's out there selling all the time. I'm doing this small step or thing. It's important, but I want to talk about my experience because it was a stretch for me. The slick Rick thing was my fear. There it is of being perceived as like a salesy guy. But I had to ask my question, like, is, is, 
this working for me? And I meant financially and I meant career-wise. I was like, look, I can be the guy who goes super hyper-focused on, I don't, I'm not connected to any, comp- any companies or any, any products. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad about that. And it's principled for me. And it just, I didn't want that kind of gray area of somebody thinking I was hawking them the very you know, jar of pills that I you know, would recommend or whatever. And so I'm not connected to that. But at the same time, you know, I believe in small steppers. I passionately believe, and I've put a sh- absolute shit ton of work into it over the years. And now over the last three months, like 90% even more. But I had that fear. So as I hired this marketing team and I was, I would, my dream was like, I hire a marketing team and they do all that shit for me. They don't, they don't. They're like coaching me and like, you got to do this and do this, but I'm the one making the videos. I'm the one writing the scripts of the videos. They're, they're consulting and they're giving me feedback on it. But ultimately I did the work, I did the writing and I did the editing. I did a massive amount of work. And all the while, I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I mean, I was totally aware. I was like, this is uncomfortable for me. I don't feel good in some in some ways about this. But then I had to just reckon with that. I had to take my time to say, but is the old way working for me? Is this is this new thing that I'm doing? Is it is it a is it is it against my principles or is it just an unfamiliar place for me to be in of of like selling a thing that I believe in? And it was a it was a it was a lot of thinking. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you because I it was you know I spent money on these guys you know and so it's not like I I couldn't I couldn't just like walk away. I was like okay you're hired and then I was like okay I kind of had I make a I made a very conscious decision. I was like I'm doing this. I told Lisa I was like I'm doing it. I'm just doing I'm going all in. If I'm going to do this I'm going all in and I I that I knew. So then it was like okay if I'm going all in then I got to reckon with the feelings that come up of like. Oh my gosh, and I got this doesn't feel right. Why? Because I've never done it before. I've never done that before. I mean, I do like a quick in the past, like small steppers is opening up again. And I, you know, explain what it is, but not on this level. Six part video series and the whole thing, like not on this level. Series of emails planned out. And they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. These guys are about online courses. They know exactly that's why I hired them. But they didn't do anything for me other than consult and have everything you know planned out and they've been amazing. But the work came from me. And it was weird because it put me in a place of unfamiliarity. It put me in a place where it was damn easier at times for me to go, screw this. This is not worth it. But then I had that, there was a reckoning. There was the place of the lizard versus a human. It was like, okay. So Slick Rick was this, the reason I titled this Slick Rick is I didn't want to, I still don't want to be perceived this way. But then I was like, you know what? If it's something that I believe in and I'm being honest, I'm, I, it's not like I decided I'm going to sell, you know, calcium capsules, which would be a full sellout for me. Then it would be, then it would be a slick rick. But these are the things I had to think about. Like, I'm not, look, I'm trying to sell it, but I didn't want to be, I'm worried. Do you guys see me? It was all that stuff. It was crazy. It was, it's been a very weird up. And then with the, with the, um, the pandemic, and everything else, it's been a very upheavaly, that's a word kind of time for me and I and for lots of people by the way and I I like it I I decided at the end of this and we're I'm like a week away from his launching week and a half that I like it I am about I'm not I don't search upheaval but I've gotten more comfortable being in upheaval I'm more comfortable than I've ever been in in what is not safe because I guess at the end of the day I can pretty more quickly now than ever I can go it's not really unsafe. I mean, the thing about our fear isn't that we're most of us in the developed countries 
are not in positions of actual danger. And we are, our bar, our, our bar is so high for comfort that we, we step out just a little bit and we feel uncomfortable. I might be a little bit miserable adopting a new way to eat, or I might not get the perfect day of me sitting on a couch. If for 20 minutes I get up and take a walk, that's too much for us. We don't, we deserve to be not, not uncomfortable for a second of any day. And it is to our detriment. It is to our detriment. And I think there's a cliche like embrace the struggle, but that's what this is. And that's what, by the way, what six truths is my book. It's a part of it is it is time if you want to live a good life and me too, to grow up, to grow up and realize this, it takes work. And so, and not only that, to accept it, number one, and then go, yes, thank goodness it takes work. Like that's the next level for me. Of course, it, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Thank goodness. Because at the end of the day, if this pays, if this small steppers thing, like if people sign up for it, great. And if they don't, good exercise for me. Lost a little bit of money maybe, but good exercise for me. I stretched. I stretched myself. And I think at the end of the day, and the reason why I wanted to talk about it in this podcast, because this is about what I do with people. It, But for me, it was ultimately getting over myself. I had to go like, grow up. Good Lord. So you're trying to sell a thing that you that you are super passionate about that is totally in line with your values. There's no sellout at all. And if people perceive me as being more selly in that, fine, unsubscribe. Good Lord. I mean, what at the end of the day, is the old way working for me? Is running this program that, you know, seven people would sign up for. Is that working for me? No, it's not because I got to either market it or I'm shutting it down. I either marketing it or shopping. The old way was not working. And that can be applied to how you move your body and how you, you know, relate to your spouse or partner, how you eat is the old way, even though it's safe and day to day, you can still flip on the TV and you're kind of not in that very big stressful place. And it's way more comfortable than getting up and feeling uncomfortable. Is it working for you? And like I said, if it is great, but you better be fucking honest about it. You cannot phone in that answer because guess what? You'll bite you in the ass. If you are not living the life you want to live somewhere, you know it, and you cannot convince yourself otherwise, at least physically. And I mean that to be, tr- I, this is what I believe. You can tell yourself lots of things. You can tell yourself lots of things. I've done it. I've been there. But at the end of the day, your body sort of goes, yeah, and the way you eat and the way your stress is and the way you sleep and the way you digest, it might be telling when people say listening to your body, that's your body talking going, yeah, you know what? You're full of crap. You're full of crap. And I'm telling you this and you're not freaking listening to me. And you can tell me that you're living the perfect life, but I'm telling you you're not because I know better because your decisions are stressing me out and I'm not able to do my job the best way that I can. I had to be, I had to get over myself. I had to be like, okay, fine. Yeah, fine. More, more easier for me to not do stuff, phone it in day to day than to do this for sure. And that applies to every single thing I've ever done with any client ever. It is easier for them not to hire me. It is easier for them to continue doing the things, but they've come to me because ultimately that question, is this working for me was no. And they need a little help because we do to figure out how to get a new model that does work. And if you think it's weak to ask for help, in that transition, you got another thing coming. It is maybe harder than ever. I don't know, but it is harder. It is, I'll put it this way, super hard. I can't compare it to other generations. I have no idea, but I will say it is no small feat 
to take on a change and stick with it long enough for it to be a new thing that is working for you means more attention, means more consciousness, means more un. Uh, being uncomfortable, being unco- changed. You can't phone it in in the transition. You're hyper-focused on everything, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, being uncomfortable, miserable at times. And all the while, the ship keeps moving forward. If you're honest enough to know that I, you can't go back to the old ways of doing things. This, this for me, this concern over will people slick Rick kind of look, look it was like, I had to get away from that. It's like, that's a distraction. It's a just, and they are, it's a distraction that takes focus away, focus on what I want and how I want to go about getting it. And that's for people. If you are worried about the social media and how they perceive you, or just how people are going to perceive you, it's a focus away from what you want and how you go about getting what you want. I am all for the stretch. I'm all for the stretch. And just to say, so you know, stretch the shit out of yourself. As long as you're not stretching over the line. And that line is the principles of you, the what you stand for. And you can maintain that base, that security, that confidence in what you know and that what you stand for. You can maintain that and still stretch in the way that you behave in your life to get to get the life that you want while not breaking any of those standards and values that you hold. Stretch. As long as you don't stretch over the line. Whose line? Your line.
Sometimes I feel so hard 